Hi, my name is Chris Banger Drowns. I'm a reporter with WPFW 89.3 FM in Washington, DC. You better listen, my brother, because if you do, you can hear their voices still calling from across the years. And they're crying across the ocean, they're crying across the land. Dear friends, welcome to the Labor Radio Podcast Network profile series highlighting the work of network members. The growing network of over 70 shows in four countries serves as a one-stop shop for audiences looking for labor content and as a resource for labor broadcasters, podcasters, and content producers. My name is Evan Papp, and I produce Empathy Media Labs, podcast on labor, political economy, arts, and culture. We're a proud member of the Labor Radio Podcast Network. Today, I'm speaking with Chris Bangert-Drowns of the WPFW 89.3 FM network in Washington, D.C., so Chris, tell me a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and what got you interested in organized labor. Sure. Thanks for having me on, Evan. Really appreciate it. And I really love the Labor Radio Podcast Network. I'm from Albany, New York. Uh, I'm the son of a professor and a union member. Um, and I went to school in a school district that was severely underfunded and um, racially segregated, frankly. And it's the dual experiences, economic and racial, that I think influenced my early politics. Um, I got involved in the Occupy Wall Street movement in 2011 when I was in high school, and that sort of added some clarity to, to my work. But it wasn't until I got to college and started working with the union on campus that I got a, a really clear sense of what, what the stakes were in the political fight in this country. And it, you know, the background in, in Occupy helped frame my politics, but it was really the on-the-ground work with workers on campus and other student workers like myself who were on campus being paid less than the minimum wage that made this more than a philosophical debate over is socialism a better path than capitalism and made it and made it real made it tangible for me and and so i'm in the labor world now i'm in the movement now um, partially because of my experiences in high school that set the foundation for my politics but also because of um, my real experiences and relationships built with folks uh, when i organized on campus and that campus being University of Maryland College Park, right down the street. Indeed, sorry, I should have mentioned that. And I, I went to grad school there at the School of Public Policy and um, also was very active in Washington, D.C. around Occupy. And I thought it was such an important framing, uh, the 1%, uh, even though it's more of like the 0.001%. And, and framing it though, Wall Street and its, its banks, its international cartels, its corporations, all in the, in the guise of Wall Street. And I, I think we need to reframe the struggle, at least partially on Wall Street as well. So definitely. I think it spoke to sort of a general perspective that I think a lot of union members and, and labor movement members share, uh, but it's, it was a sort of broader political perspective that maybe was lost in the neoliberal era. And I'm really glad it's back. So a lot of people may not be aware of labor news uh, or interested in labor news. Why do you think unions and organized labor are important and should be covered? Uh, I think most of our listeners understand why labor is important, right? Workers make this country operate. If, 
it's the basic principle of where worker power comes from. If, if workers withhold their labor, this country does not move. So labor is the foundation for all this country does. The wealth that this country is built um, is founded on labor. And that kind of is the, is the basic reason why labor should be covered. It's, it's a relevant political force. It's a relevant social force in this society and, and deserves attention. And not just that, but I, you know, I think a lot of folks in our network are interested in the history of the labor movement as well. Um, and I'm a bit of a history nerd too, in that I think understanding where we've been helps us understand where we are now and where we're going in the future. And labor has been such a crucial portion of, of this country's history that understanding the history of labor is crucial to understanding the present of our country and, and of course, understanding the, the present labor movement as well. Um, in turn, our current labor movement will shape the future of this country and having robust reporting on, on labor movements today uh, will help future organizers uh, think through their own difficulties and, and, and uh, work they need to do going forward. Something you, you mentioned as well uh, was about you know, the history of, of labor and, and you were talking about labor. And I always remember the Lincoln quote where labor precedes capital and it's superior to capital. It's what gives value to capital is the labor. And I, I was never taught that in school, unfortunately. Uh, and this is one of the things that we're doing in this network. So could you talk a little bit about working at WPFW 89.3 and some of the shows you may be working with and what you've been doing as a labor reporter? Sure. WPFW is a unique space, I think. It's a community, organi it's a community organization. It's a community station. It's listener supported. And so um, we're a smaller outfit, but we're very tight knit. Um, we've been in the city for 43 years now, uh, and I think we represent a really important um, progressive voice in the nation's capital, in the belly of the beast. Um, I work primarily on a news hour that we air every Monday morning called Monday Morning QB, uh, and we the sort of catchphrase for our show is a news program with a point of view, right? We, we understand that as reporters, we of course have... Um, have to remain objective and have uh, an adherence to the truth, but at the same time, we have values as human beings um, and as as workers ourselves as well. And so our our, our news program tries to uh, have uh, tries to accomplish both of those goals of presenting objective fact while also doing so in ways that uh, support the values of ourselves as workers and our listeners who are also workers. And so PFW has been a, been a voice for. Uh, working people and for progressive politics in the nation's capital for 43 years and hopefully for the next 43 years. And you can also listen to it online. I, they live stream and you guys uh, have some great music and culture and some great speeches. There's an incredible archive. I'm a huge fan of WPFW. I, I got to say, you know, we're, we're uh, jazz and justice is the theme of our station. And I think that parallels very, very nicely with the old labor adage of bread and roses. And that not only do we just need, not only do we need material um, resources in order to survive, not only do we need justice, but we need jazz too. We need culture. We need life. We need vibrancy. We need the roses and the bread and roses. And so I think PFW is a real life manifestation of that bread and, ro bread and roses labor adage. So you're a member of the Labor Radio Podcast Network. Could you talk a little bit about why you think this network is important? I think it represents, I think, the, I think the growth of the network represents the sort of resurgence of the labor movement that we're seeing today. There is more and more attention on 
rights in the workplace, dignity in the workplace, um, the value of work in our society, uh, the power of the strike, the power to withhold labor. And I think having a, having a media network to continue to disseminate information that um, informs that perspective, informs that resurgence of the labor movement is crucial. Without that sort of backbone of information, um, people are going to remain disconnected. And it's solidarity, obviously, as we all know, that, that really um, makes this movement effective. And I think as communicators, uh, we're a, a really important cog in the, in the solidarity wheel, so to speak. Looking into the future of organized labor, where do you see opportunity and hope? Optimistically everywhere. I think that uh, in some of the industries that we haven't seen organized in the past, we're seeing organizing in fast food work, for example. Um, and that's, that's historic and needs to be understood as such. Uh, at the same time, we're seeing organizing that's maybe more traditional, right? Organizing in logistical centers like Amazon, which hasn't been organized before, but logistical centers have been sites of organizing historically in the past and have led to some of the strongest uh, most powerful movements. Longshoremen, um, uh, just, just to name one example. Um, I think though, even in, in some of the darker spots for the labor movement, there is hope. And in the demolition of manufacturing jobs, I think there's hope in the sense that when you look at something like the Green New Deal, there's a vision for how we move an economy forward that doesn't leave behind people, right? There, there's thinking, there's, there's real material policy and organizing to, to make sure that people aren't left behind. And I think that that aspect of the labor movement is one of the, the, bright, the brightest spots for me that we're actually, we're not just thinking about um, organizing new workers or organizing the, un the unorganized. We're thinking about how do, we move, you know, how do we bring along folks who have been, say, in the mining in industry for 50 years um, or in the coal, specifically in coal, which we know is dying and at some point will have to be phased out. How do we bring those folks along in, in a labor movement that they've been um, loyal to for their entire lives? How do we, how do we in turn show them loyalty and, and make sure they get, they get trained up, make sure they get to, to keep their homes, make sure they, they get to um, maintain income. So I'm, I'm really, I think even in the darkest spots, there's, there's some silver lining. You better listen, my brother, because if you do, you can hear their voices still calling from across the years. And they're crying across the ocean, they're crying across the land, and they will until we all come to understand. None of us are free, none of us are free. right we got to feel for each other let our brothers know we're here got to get the message send it out all loud and clear 